0: You are now listening to TDL on silverandblackbride.com. Everybody, we are back. It is Tate Don't Lie, favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite, you know, Raiders everything, right? every Everything Raiders over here. So uh, make sure you guys subscribe, hit the subscribe button, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Make sure that you uh, hit the like button, hit the like button, give us some likes. If you don't like it, hit the dislike button. We need all engagements. You know, if you if you're not uh, liking the video leave a leave a leave a comment if you like the video leave a comment you know what I'm saying go ahead check some of the breakdowns we did uh, the last couple of days I mean some of them been on fire I mean is on fire over here man Mr Mr flame hot so just bow with the videos blackcking <laughs> up the views so uh you know um let's go ahead and check out one of the, the that video and the Alex leatherwood video I just dropped go ahead and check those out. You know, we got some merchandise for you guys too. We got some merch down, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and check out that merch down there. You know what I'm saying? In the links, you know, the links in the bio, right? <laughs> That's what they say. Link, Oh, uh, link
1: in the bio. Okay, no, the, yeah. the
0: links to the bio, right? You uh, know, right, yeah. it's the details, the links in the details. So, you know, right. Go ahead, and get the link down there, you know, go ahead, and check out some of that merch, go ahead and get you a shirt, a sweater, a baseball shirt, whatever you want to, whatever you like, you know, and then uh you, like always make sure you follow us on twitter at the mark john nfl for me i'm marcus and then you got at bd williams 18 for my man bd williams all right so today we're just gonna be covering you know some preseason week one review so you know we, we we grinded the tape for you guys you know we got the tape grinded it's grinded out i'm ready to give you that good information so how you feeling bd
1: yeah man i'm feeling good you know we um we were able to dissect the the film so you know uh i'm coming from an informed place right yes. now yeah you know so I, I think that that is that is good you know when we do the instant reaction you know you have that you have some gut reactions and that's what i love about watching film yeah. is you you had some gut reactions And sometimes they're right but sometimes you get proven wrong when you actually see the eye in the sky and and you take a look deeper you know deeper dive into it yeah so um so yeah so uh, that's uh, that's what we're going to share today with with the listeners uh we appreciate you you know you guys for clicking uh download on this episode clicking you know like subscribe everything like that so why don't you jump into it marcus hit us up talk to us about what happened with the offense um you want to talk about Peterman first. Can you tell us, you know, some good things, some bad things you saw from Peterman?
0: Yeah. So uh, talk about Nathan Peterman. I thought Peterman started off the game really well. Uh, he came out aggressive, made some big throws at That that throw that he made on the double go concept with uh, the Raiders love. I mean, Nelson Aguilar scored about three touchdowns on that concept last year. So they really like that double go concept. So he was able to fit that ball into a really really tight window there wasn't a lot of room for him to fit that in and he had a great throw so uh he started off the game really hot and then he had another throw on some four verticals um you know said add a little stick knob out of 12 personnel so they had the two tight ends out there which they had out there a lot they had in 12 personnel heavy that whole game uh you know what i'm saying so they were uh running that 12 personnel four verticals they really like running those in the red zone, right? You're going to see that a lot of that with Darren Waller and Fossa during the season. And that is something you want to see because you wanted them to go vertical and, you know, give, give Foster Monroe a chance. But this time, you know, they had a, they had, what, it was Alton Robinson, had, you know, the Seahawks were, you know, and they're in base personnel because of the 12 personnel, right? Right, right. And you know, it, it, put, it put them in the position where Zay Jones was one-on-one with the defensive end. <laughs> and of course, Zay Jones won that battle. He found it with a good throw almost ended up being a touchdown. So, I mean, I, I thought Peterman looked, he, he played well early on. I think as the game went along and you, know, you can make the case, whether it's, whether he's playing with, you know, players that aren't as good or whatever. I, I think that he started to, you know, he started to see like why he's behind Mariota and why he's not an NFL starter, you kind of started to see him missing throws. He had a Yankee concept. Like, I mean, or Sarab was wide open, I put some a lot of room to run. And he just did not see it. Like, and I don't understand. That's the concept. I mean, that's the read, you know. what I mean, so um, if you if he's missing those, you know, that's kind of scary, especially when he has a clean pocket and it's an open window, right? And then um, you know, he had, had some other ones too. They had the Z curl where you do the interception. Uh, they call that play Z curl, where you got the the a post or a corner from uh, the uh, the x receiver and then the z receiver of course runs a curl obviously and then uh you got a little check down that comes out and he didn't hit that well uh he ended up throwing an interception because he uh kept his eyes you know he bird dogged i mean that's what they say when you're staring at something they bird dogged the curl and then you know he got hit from the pressure you know what i mean so uh peter man i mean he, he's he's a preseason guy <laughs> you know you know, you really want to see him out there in preseason because in the season, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. I don't, I don't know. I'd rather see Mariota out there if yeah. Carr went down. Definitely would rather see Mario 100%. 100%. You know what I mean? Uh, the offensive line uh, looked good too. I, I thought, uh, you know, Leatherwood. I thought, I thought he looked solid. Uh, he had some instances with some miscommunication that I talked about uh, on the other video, you know, him and Lester Cotton, they just weren't seeing blitzes. I mean, I don't know if anybody, you know, if that's Peterman too, is he not calling out the blitzes? Cause the Seahawks blitzed them 16 times. So since the Seahawks blitzed them 16 times. There was a lot of blitzes coming at Peterman's way and they weren't really seeing them. You know, um, you, you don't know if that's, I mean, it, the communication on the line wasn't very good. You know, it, it is, you know, it, it, that's what come back like missing Ronnie Hudson and stuff like that, or, or not. Yeah. And, and Derek Carr being out there, you know, the, the line communication was, was not good at all. It was really bad. I mean, even the first play of the game, I mean, um, you know, Brandon Parker is taking one guy in the blitz and Johnson is going inside and lets the defense then have a, a free walk to the quarterback. So the, the, it, the communication for the line against some of those blitzes was really, really bad. And that was probably the, the issue where you saw, like, you know, Alex Weatherwood getting beat. You know, what I mean, they're, he's getting beat because they're having communication issues. He's taking one man that he thinks he's supposed to take, Fletcher Cotton's taking the same man, and then somebody's running by him. You know what I mean? Or, you know, uh, uh, Lester Cotton takes somebody, uh, one player and he doesn't pick up the blitz or they both don't see it. And, you know, Leatherwoods, he's, he's coming out towards the defensive end. That's getting chipped. He's, he's, you know, he's getting prepared and is set to take on that defensive end and they both kind of don't see the blitz. And that's actually on the big throw from Peterman where, uh, the, he, the, uh, Jordan Brooks almost pushes through Lester Cotton and Simpson. So, it, I mean, it was, it was, a. Uh, it was a good performance from the offensive line overall though i thought they, they did really well running the football uh andre james i thought he uh, he was really good in pass protection that he uh, he has a really good technique you can t- kind of tell that uh, he he's he's it looks like he's ready to go in pass protection uh to be honest i think he has some uh good technique there it's always play straight with him he, he on uh, one of the, the they ran like a six concept a little three-step drop he almost got pushed back into Peterman there so I mean it's always it's, it's always gonna be a little bit of play streak issue with him but I think he was uh very clean you know he's very clean when he was uh he was um out there you know pass blocking and stuff so he was doing some some uh some clean things had really good technique but you know when they're at the goal line you know they're doing some of those goal line runs he's getting thrown around a little bit so uh <laughs> it's a play strength thing man it's it's, that's what it really is all it's about with him does he have the play strength to be a really good offensive lineman in the nfl um he looks like he's a legit pass blocker though man that's that's really um you know if it's one thing you want the guy to be you want them to be a good pass blocker so yeah he's he's legit there He's legit there. Um, I I thought uh, John Simpson, I thought he had a really good day running uh, in the run game. He looked like he looked exactly the same as he did the year before uh, in the run game. He was getting to the second level on someone's outside zones, like, really quick. Uh, He was really getting some really good blocks. He opened up some big blocks for Trey Regas late in the game the second quarter. So, uh, I mean, pass protection – Communication issues with them too. Him and Nick Martin off of communications. Him and Brandon Parker off. Um, but you know, when it was up, it was him and somebody else. He had a pretty good game, um, but he he had the issue of putting his hands back outside again, where he's getting a little rushed. So um, what? Uh, he look he looks stronger. He still looked really good in the run game, though. He had he opened up some serious holes, and I, so it's 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 going to be a a weird uh, a weird look. they're gonna gonna have to try to take a look at everything that is happening there because you got Denzel Good who's just gonna be steady but like John Simpson really might elevate the run game but right now I think Denzel Good might be a little bit better in pass protection right and might have a better communication understanding of what's going on so yeah yeah but uh, it, it, it was a it was a lot more uh positive in the run game for him and the rest of the line um it was pretty good but like some of the other backups like jaron Smith, he was he was pretty awful he had a, he had a bad game you know, i don't think he's a nfl tackle um uh, size of one yeah right maybe you know he has a but i don't know if he's a full-on nfl tackle bro i don't know about that yeah uh he, he's struggling
1: him him and Brendan parker you got some things that you can't teach you know so might as well see what you got see we can get out of them um it was interesting to me that you know um talking about uh Simpsons struggles in pass protection um that was interesting you know you you shed some light on that you you know you were telling me about that offline here Mm -hmm. um you know obviously Denzel good I wouldn't say is like a great pass protecting guard you know but like you were saying like he's 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 just a steady he's like solid NFL guard you know Uh And, and he's a big guy you know so um what what would it take for Simpson to, like, elevate past uh, one of those guys on the depth chart? Or is it just going to be, like, waiting to see if Simpson or Incognito goes down and now and, – or, I'm sorry, good or Incognito goes down and then throw De- um, Simpson into the lineup?
0: Yeah, at this point, you know, with how much he played, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like they're seeing, like, some serious evaluation with him. I don't know. I mean, it will be more – see. you know, I want to see more of what happens this week. When they go against the Rams, when they when they do those practices to start tomorrow, um, it it's going to be very very interesting to see how he works there and where he works at. Is he get, with the first team? Is he still? really heavy with the second team the whole time are they working him in with the first team a lot more you know that's really what i want to see especially after that performance i thought he really had a really good day run blocking i I thought he did show that power and that movement and that's that that athleticism that i really liked and that length it's just more in in the passing game and the communication that they had man they just were not
1: communicating at all so that's that's the that's what we're going to miss as Raiders fans, people who watch the Raiders, we want to see the Raiders do well on offense. Yeah, That's what we're going to miss from Rodney Hudson, right? Like, that's what Rodney Hudson brought. Yeah. You know, he wasn't really opening many holes at that point, in, you know, you know, last season. Going back a couple seasons, honestly, you know, his run blocking kept on declining. Yeah. Like just, like, understanding the game and being, like, a general out there. Help, like, And that also was something that helped Derek Carr out, too. So now it's on Derek Carr to really elevate, um you know that part of his game the communication on the line setting protections calling out blitzes and for Andre James as well to step in and, and see if we can see some improvement from him in that area too
0: yeah yeah I, I think we're going to see a lot of uh um using that play clock they're going to use that play clock as much as possible to make sure he gets them all set make sure that they're they're, they're in the right spots because because yeah Leatherwood's having trouble with it too man they were not seeing those blitzes coming they were not picking them up you know yeah and, They were just acting like it was normal, (laughs) like just four people were going to rush. That's how they they were blocking half the time and just, you know, people were leaking through.
1: People don't, you know, um, give wide receivers enough credit either. If you have a great slot receiver, okay, Mm -hmm. or even just like a really veteran one, you know, a guy like Willie Snead, even Hunter Renfro, they're in the slot and they're seeing something from that nickel from the safety who walks down where it looks like okay you know what he's not he's not hiding his intentions enough yeah you know those veteran guys those savvier guys are going to point it out to the offensive line and be like hey hey watch out for for this right and when you have guys who are like dylan stoner and you know the the Tur- turner kid is that what his name is yeah dj turner um you know not saying that they're not like great play i'm not saying anything about that they're just trying to like do their job they're like they're focused on like running the right route so they can stay on the team so they're yeah. probably not like trying to like call out blitzes and things like that where a veteran guy would do that so i think that that is an element of missing some of these you know some of these edge rushes some of these edge blitzes that that we saw them miss yeah um you know that those guys are also going to help out um in that area i would say yeah hunter room is really good at that seeing the blitzes and seeing things that are
0: coming and pointing them out so yeah. You're right. You're right. But you know, even incognito, would probably even see some of those things too. And he'll be able to point them out and help out James yeah. while James, you know, learns the game a little bit and gets, gets better at recognizing those things right. because James never was wrong though. So I don't know if he was, if he was communicating and those guys just weren't picking it up or, or, you know, maybe Lester Cotton wasn't picking it up or, you know, maybe Brandon Parker, cause he was never wrong. <laughs> so Andre James, he's picking, he always made the right rotation. He always made the right slide. With the line when they wanted to slide he always did everything correctly so you know he yeah. might be set in that right because that's what i said he was really good in pass protection he looked he looked like he was legit center in pass protection for sure yeah
1: yeah part of it is getting the calls in you know uh to everyone else too um and that's something that's tough to see on film obviously mm-hmm. like we're not seeing their mouths move it's not like we're watching nba basketball or anything. Um, yeah. anything else you want to talk about with the offense? You know, we didn't cover wide receivers or running yeah. backs. Is that something that you want to talk about?
0: But yeah. I talk about the running backs. I know, I know that's, um, you know, you know, th- those guys, they had a really good game. So definitely want to talk about that. I definitely want to get to them. Um, I thought, um, Trey Regis. uh, he had a really good game better in past the passing game. I thought than the run game, I mean, he had some big holes. I mean, he, they were, they were opening some holes for him. So all he had to do was just run forward. But when you when you got to the tape a little bit, you you would think that he had the better performance. But when you got to the tape a little bit, he was missing some things, like some some of the uh, one outside zone run. It, I mean, he had a clean hole. The John Simpson and Andre James, uh, James had his best block in the run game at that point. Got a really good push, and then, you know John Simpson he was able to get to the second level, get to the linebacker. He had a big hole, and he went to the wrong hole in the outside zone. So he read it incorrectly. So that kind of showed that he was kind of you know. He's a rookie, right? I mean, he maybe never even ran outside zone at Louisiana, so I don't, wow. I don't know, right? So it's, it might be something brand new to him, the zone run game, right? The wide zone run game. Uh, but when they when they ran a lot of inside zone though, he was really effective. So when he ran some inside zone, um, you know, and some you know some gap schemes, he was able to mix find some holes and and get some good runs. So you can kind of tell what he was more comfortable in. Uh, but BJ uh, BJ Emmons.
1: Emmons he had the sickest run of the day right
0: yeah BJ Emmons he 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 looked really good I I thought he uh he looked like he was a really good runner um I don't know about the pass protection or things like that uh that was better that's where Trey Regis really shined that's why I think Trey might try to find a way onto like an NFL roster because he could pass protect and he can catch (laughs) right I mean he could pass protect he can catch he's not scared he's a little bit of a smaller guy I, I didn't realize how small he was until I was watching it uh it looks like a little bit of a smaller dude but uh, especially when you get to the goal line. Uh, yeah, you did definitely confirm that from your dog, but uh, um, from the tape, he looked like a little, little bit of a smaller guy, but he, he he has good hands, man, he made some good catches, and like I said, he had some really good pass blocking um, during that game, right, but Emmons with the actual pure running, just a pure, pure, pure rushing Emmons was very impressive, man. He has some serious jump cuts. His most impressive run, which, you know, I put it on Twitter. His most impressive run to me was a three-yard run because, you know, they all got blown up. You see, you know, Andre James and Brandon Parker got blown back. And you see uh, B.J. Emmons, uh, he reads it correctly. finds the cutback on the outside zone, has a nice jump back, a nice jump cut, right, so he can cut back, and he gets three or four yards, man. You know, it's it's not that scrappy stuff that you could see that he could be a, a good runner. Especially for coming from Alabama, they ran the zone all the time. Right. Um, I think he has. There's just. I, I think there's more to him um, as a running, as a runner. If you want to, you know, develop a running back, but I think Regis is more, a more of a, a Jalen Shar type. To be honest,
1: you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. If, if there was somebody, he's, that, yeah, yeah, he look. You know, it says that he's five ten on the team website, which means he's probably five nine. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't find his pro day. I mean, you know, he's uh it's not a small school necessarily. It's just not the most high pro- profile school, mm-hmm. Raging Cajuns, uh, but they, they do have a good football program. They've been doing really good recently, Yeah, you know, and, and at, at this point, we're talking about Josh Jacobs is a bell cow. Kenyon Drake is the guy who's going to be, you know, a, a super change up back, super changes of pace back. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what does, what does the third or fourth running back need? You know, like what, what's more important there? Is it, pass protection and catching the ball out of the backfield, or is it being a peer runner? Because I don't know if there's necessarily a, a, a true need for that, you know. um, So I like Regus's chances of making the uh, the roster mm. just because his pass protection. And yeah. I, I saw that uh, when I was watching the TV copy, like, during the actual game. Like, I saw like, how many – pass protect like he's picking up these blitzes yeah and and gruden um gruden confirmed it he said he was through three for three in pass protection picking up blitzes so uh during the during his press conference on tuesday you're gonna probably listen to this on on wednesday at least yeah so um so i think like the small things the little things okay the the the, the flashy things like running the ball and being a home run threat and everything like that those are awesome but the way you stick around in the NFL on a roster is ball security and pass protection. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can be a really not great runner, but if you don't fumble, okay. And you can pick up blitzes. You're on an NFL roster. You'll be the third or fourth running back on any team. You know, yeah. like that's crucial, you know? So I like Regus's chances. I thought that he acquitted himself. Well, I thought I, w- I was impressed. I didn't watch the, I didn't go over the offensive film like you did you know, afterwards, but just from the TV copy, I was impressed with Regis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like Regis has a chance to make it, you know, make the team, to be honest, because that the pass protection, he's very trustworthy too. And he's willing to, you know, Yeah, he's willing to put his head in there and try to get some pass protection. So I think that was probably the most impressive part of it to me. His tape was the pass protection and his ability to, to catch the football. Um, because he, he, he had some good throws, uh, no, no so he didn't have good throws, but you know, Peterman had some, some good, uh, some, some check downs to him where he was through, through some accurate balls and he was able to still catch him and, you know,
1: um, okay. Um, all right. So why don't we switch on over here to the offense or I'm sorry, to the defense, defense. side of the yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it was, I thought that we saw a lot of blitzes. Okay. And it was just the blitzes that we saw were, were like pivotal plays, Okay. Both ways. Okay. So we all know about the Nahab's blitz. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of work on that. I did an article about it. It's on Twitter, you know, uh, you know, the America blitz it's, you know, very common blitz path, but then also um Tanner Muse was also activated on that same ex- ex- exact blitz path. This time they just did it out of a at ba- a base personnel when he elevated and tipped that ball. If you if you remember, he had that little pass deflection Geno Smith threw it before he got there, right? Mm-hmm. That's the same exact blitz. Okay. So, um you know, those blitzes obviously worked, right? Yeah. But if you remember early early in the game in the first drive, uh Keyshawn Nixon kind of got beat inside on a dig route, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. That was over the top of a fire zone, so there was another blitz for a you know that gave up a big gain, okay, and I think that's a really good call against that blitz too. So kudos to Waldron, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Hawks. Yeah, and and then um, if the only touchdown the Raiders gave up was on a blown coverage, right? On mm-hmm. another on another blitz, so the blitzes seemed like a lot, right? But he, you know, he probably only ran like five or six blitzes. They were just like pivotal plays in the game, okay. you know. Um, so I thought that that was interesting going back over and watching it. There were also some run blitzes too. So I wouldn't, you know, count those as like pass rush blitzes. Like they were actually like designed run blitzes the w- the way that um most NFL teams uh, blitz the strong safety off the edge. Uh, so they did they did a little bit of that too. Um, so. Uh, I just thought that that was interesting that so many of them were pivotal. Uh, so a couple of guys that caught my eye when watching the TV copy. Okay. So um, I also counted five blown coverages for the Raiders, which is something, you know, it's going not be expected. You're playing with guys who maybe next to, you have not really played much next to in practice, but now we're, they're trying different rotations out in preseason. So you could get calls mixed up, stuff like that. Um, Javin White blew Two coverages that I saw, um, and so I thought that he was up and down. Like if you just look at Javin White, he's got the physical profile. Like he's six foot two. He's definitely over two twenty now. He's probably like closer to two thirty. Um, he like this is what an NFL linebacker like looks like. This is the modern day NFL linebacker. He can run, but I just thought some of the um, uh, some of the finer details were a little were a little bit missing. And I liked his willingness between the tackles to strike with his hands and, you know, and try to, you know, detach himself from the blocker and get out. But I just, he wasn't like super effective doing that. Okay. Now there's another guy, 54 Richardson, right? Max Richardson is his name. He's a, he's a fringe guy. I honestly saw some really good things from Richardson, which, which caught my eye because all the drops on the TV copy there off the screen. So uh, when, when I was able to like, you know, get a better view of it, um i um i I noticed that 54 was he was doing some really impressive uh drops making some impressive runs covering up for some mistakes of of jevin white in particular so i thought that that was very interesting um i think that just what he showed in in terms of the pass, you know um uh pass coverage definitely hopefully you know not too many other teams took note of that if he doesn't make the roster he can stick on the practice squad and they can you know try to figure out a way to keep that guy around because i saw some really good things from him he is an undrafted rookie free agent out of boston college i just checked oh, um because you saw so, your
0: max richardson find over here
1: yeah i well look right. i mean he's flashing i'm like oh man 54 like okay now i gotta look this guy up because he's he made some good plays in coverage All right. All right. um uh also like jevin white you know he's he's not a, he's not a huge guy and they, he's listed on the raiders website as 5 230 or something like that so he's a shorter linebacker okay. um and i i didn't think that he was like super effective you know filling in the run game yeah which every young linebacker has to learn how to do that you know yeah. like the the intensity the physicality of the nfl it's just such a jump you know you hear about guys like Devin white and Devin bush and you know um roquan smith and all like patrick queen all like the top linebackers what what do they always say about him they're like oh yeah he needs to learn how to use his hands and to come off blockers better and the inside like they they say it about everyone but yeah what what you can't teach those guys is like they can really run they can move
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um you know stuff like that and max westerson has a little bit of that i would say so he's he's a guy to keep your your eye your eye on i would say um Keyshawn Nixon actually had a pretty good day other than that one, um, that, you know, that dig route that he, that he gave up, which got called back for penalty anyway. So excuse me for not mentioning that earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, he, like coming forward and tackling, he had a great day coming forward and tackling. He made a lot of tackles. Um, he was, he was competitive. He was feisty, probably had his best tape since his rookie year on, on defense. Um, so I think that that's encouraging and it makes sense because, you know, he's, he's getting the go before guys like Bleedy Ray Wilson and Russell Douglas who have been in the NFL for a while. You know, um, I saw some, I saw some iffy things from Russell Douglas. I think that he doesn't look comfortable. I don't know if he's like, if there's an injury there or something, but definitely not the player that I watched from Carolina last year and Russell Douglas is coming from the same scheme. So it should really shouldn't be that much of a learning curve for him. So I don't know what's what's wrong with Russell Douglas. He's running with the threes and he doesn't look, you know, like, super confident out there. And then you remember that Bleedy Ray Wilson, um, and I was making fun of Mr. Magoo for yeah. throwing that to him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bleedy Ray Wilson was beat, dead to rights. He, he bit on a double move. It should have been a touchdown. Like, it should have been a touchdown. I forget who forced uh, Magoo out of the pocket there. Um, but, yeah, that was not – I mean, it was just a terrible ball that saved Bleeder Wilson, but that should have been a touchdown. But then they gave up the touchdown on the blown coverage on the very next play.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so I mean, those are some of the, some of the things that I took away from it. Um, d- defensive line looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: to say, what did you think about uh, Farrell and Filon uh, Because I, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of them, and I was, I was impressed.
1: Um, Farrell did a really good job um, in both phases, run and pass. Um, I think that it was quicker for him converting, you know, the, his, you know, run defense on a play action into a pass rush. I think that, you know, um, we're see, I, I think we're just like seeing the mental side of it speed up for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's encouraging to see, cause he's always been a very like strong, like a physical player. It was just about some of like the nuance and just like being a little quicker, um in the mental processing side so they you know he can be maybe a little bit more effective pass rusher but he also made some good plays against the run too so i think that he had a really good game filon is legit bro filon is like like this guy should not have been out there but he ha- he hasn't played he hasn't played since 2018 yeah um was, was the dude on hgh for like two years he's he's like 315 like all like dude is a bowling ball yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still stills has no chance of making this roster with guys like Phylon and and uh, McCoy and Quentin Jefferson. Like, nah, bro, there's Phylon is a factor. He's going to be a part of the defensive line rotation. Do not sure. play this guy. Another snap for the rest of preseason. He made the team. Yeah. Like he like he was like, I'm going. I, he came. He had like a huge ship on his shoulder. You could tell he's like, oh, I'm playing a preseason game with like these backups. You oh, got me. You got me out here with the backups.
0: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he, I,
1: I'm just not buying that he's 286. Like no way. He's not. Two, he's way bigger than 286. He, he ain't 286, bro. He like he like Quentin Jefferson is like 290. Yeah. And he was substantially larger <laughs> than Quentin Jefferson. Yes,
0: he was. <laughs> that was that. Yeah, but so, yeah, bro. Yeah.
1: He, he was. A, he was a difference maker. That like he was. He he dominated, was, bro. He dominated. He dominated. <laughs> And, that, and that's the fun part of, like, looking at, the, like, the second-string defensive line. Carl Nassib, okay, Quentin Jefferson, um, our, our boy, Darius Philon now, okay, and Cleveland Furl. Like, these guys have all been starters in the NFL, and those are the twos, okay? So, like, the depth on the defensive line, like, they're, they're going to be coming at, like, they're, as soon as someone gets a win, just throw, throw whoever their backup <laughs> is. Yeah, this could be because, like, there's not going to be that much of a drop off, especially if we're talking about like a, a 70 30, uh, you know, uh, snap share mm-hmm. uh, between the ones and twos. Yeah, man. Like, and, and I thought Malcolm Koontz also looked pretty good, too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what this defensive line can do if they can just like really hone in and focus on it and just get after the passer um, and just rarely play the run, just, just in like third and one situations, stuff like yeah. that. But just get just peel the ears back. I think that this defensive line is is gonna surprise some people. Because if that defensive line aren't even the the starters, like they were dominating. Like that, the first three drives, they were dominating. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh that's what it was encouraging because you know,
0: uh to see like kind of Farrell just dominate a rookie like that. Yeah, yeah, he should. He should dominate a rookie, you know, in his third year. So, you know, yeah, he dominated Stone Foresight, man. (laughs) Okay, so. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about a little bit of about uh malcolm Kuntz, um you know playing a little him yeah, dropping him a little bit more
1: yeah so pretty, uh... the thing with um the reason why Kuntz dropped uh i think it was like two or three times they were they were on blitz blitz calls okay and it was like you know um a type of blitz where they're supposed to peel on the running back or they're supposed to drop into the, like the uh the passing length you know because the pressure's on the ball's going to come out hot so like just drop it to the passing lane and Gus Bradley going to call stuff like that when he knows it's going to be like a three-step drop game, you know, and, and the defensive ends have no chance of getting there. So just send four guys up the middle, drop the defensive ends. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I think that that's great practice for him. A because he didn't miss like Jerry green missed and he gave up that touchdown because he didn't get the, like, he didn't realize that, Oh, I'm supposed to peel on this running yeah. back. Right. Whereas You know, um, when you see Malcolm Koontz, like whenever there was a blitz on the opposite side of him or something like that, and he had to drop like he did his job. And that's encouraging because if Malcolm Koontz ever does need to play linebacker, you know, if Tanner Muse goes down or they feel like, you know, they need him versus a certain matchup because he's bigger. um, That's encouraging because it shows like at least it's not like, too much for him the mental side of it yeah uh, just judging off this you know small sample size obviously and you know I'm not gonna say he looked great in coverage but at least he know knew what his job was you know and, and uh the ball came out quick because they were blitzes anyways right yeah um so so I, I was encouraged by Malcolm Coates you know I think um he, he he definitely wasn't like strong you know like when the defensive line or I'm sorry when the offensive tackle got their hands on him mm-hmm didn't really show too much but you know you got some get off off the edge you got some you know uh burst for a guy maybe who can stunt um inside and stuff like that so he'll just keep on uh, polishing that stuff up and you know maybe down the stretch he can be a factor but uh just judging by all these other guys that are in the mix i wouldn't like expect him to get like a ton of snaps early on yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense all right man any other thoughts on the defense um no that's that's just about it uh i would say for me um, yeah, they didn't throw down the middle of the field barely ever, you know, so Trevor Morg never got targeted. I can't really, you know, say much about the safeties. They were, not they were just really never, uh, targeted in the game. So, uh, don't have too much to talk about with those guys. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we'll just have to wait until this Rams practice and we'll see what Sean McVay has dialed up for them in the game. And, and hopefully we can get the listeners uh, a little bit more to talk about. The next time we show up
0: so yes 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 sir all right uh so you know that'll wrap it up for us you know make sure like i said guys make sure you always subscribe 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 you know make sure you uh subscribe on itunes now too you know or you download on spotify you know this is a audio podcast and so make sure you always you know check it out on sp nation if you are listening there from silver you know always make sure you check us out here and check us out every wednesday and friday and of course you know with our instant reaction show right after the game so uh make sure you follow us on twitter at the mark john nfl at bd williams 18 make sure you hit that merch you know what I'm saying go we'll get you guys a taped online sweater a shirt you know yeah, so sure, yeah you know My, make, mine's
1: coming mine's coming next week so okay okay, I'm, okay, I'm B, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 yeah
0: product placement you know product placement right yeah so, you
1: know say so make sure you guys go and get you a shirt
0: and uh all that good stuff and then you know make sure you guys keep following our articles you know we keep writing check out check us out on blackpride.com. all right any last words bd that's it appreciate you guys red nation huh peace
1: Later.